2: Yeah, hello, and welcome to Mojo Sports. This is the Women in League Show, episode fourteen. My name is uh, Dan Frost, and as always, supported by the best panel in the business, uh, Tasha. Again, uh, you know we're supposed to be in the off season; things are supposed to be nice and quiet in rugby league, but uh, that that's that's not the case. There's always things happening in the game. But yeah, this week we get to uh, we get to head on up to Queensland, and uh, well, speak speak about and talk about a pretty pretty impressive club.
1: Definitely. Yeah. The, the Valley's diehards. I've been dying to do this particular interview and the special guest whom you'll mention in a minute, I can't wait to get chatting with.
2: Yeah, no, they're a, they're a very special club. And, you know, I, I think what's a, what's a good credit to them is that they if it feels like they've been around for several years, you know what I mean? Like when you think of the women's game and you think of, you know, Queensland rugby league, you think of Burley, but you know, the Valley diehards are just part of the, part of the blueprint up there now and the fact that they haven't been around they've only been around for a season it's remarkable given um, how much success they've had in such a short period of time but uh, yeah very much looking forward to it all right guys well let's jump into our first segment tonight the huddle leave
3: no regrets out there that is what a real champion is made of the
2: broncos celebrate success once more new south wales have one women's state of origin on a great performance by the Australian <laughs> Gillaroos.
1: Champion teams do this, they find space, they find time. i loved watching her play and I think she'll take her game to another level.
2: Yeah, and this week on the huddle, as we spoke about in the intro, really looking forward to heading up north to the Queensland BHP Premiership and uh, deep diving into the Valley Diehards. First, uh, I'd like to uh, welcome in Alicia, uh, Alicia Newton, jumping in as another as a guest speaker tonight. Really, uh, really looking forward to yeah, deep diving into this club.
0: Yeah, hey Dan, hey guys, um, good to be here, and yeah, head north, talk a bit about some uh, some Queensland clubs. I feel like we've left them out a little bit um, so far, but. Yeah, they had a really, the competition was really good up there, the BHP, so looking forward to diving into all teams.
2: All right, Tash, we've uh, we've teased it long enough. If you want to welcome in our guest speaker, really excited to have a player within the system talk to us tonight.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I've been really looking forward to this. Uh, welcome, Natasha Puritankanen. Great to have you here. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited.
2: So we've got a million questions for you, Natasha, so we're going to jump straight into it and I guess reflect on what was an amazing uh, 2021 campaign. You know, we look at the record there of the team and you guys finished uh, undefeated uh, in the regular season with a 7-0 and record uh, and then made your way to the grand final. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I guess the first question that we've got from you is, is take us back to the pre-season. Take us back to the very start. What was the feeling like as a group with a new group coming together?
3: Yeah, so it was very exciting. We had a lot of interest um, coming into Valleys, obviously being a new team coming into the competition um, and having some really experienced coaches with Scotty Prince um, and Paulie and um, Fletch. Um, everyone was really excited to kind of gather around that Um so in our preseason, um, we had a few training sessions. The vibe there was just so good. We really focused and had a really big emphasis on culture, um, which that really showed throughout our games. I think um, having that culture really just built a great foundation for us to work on.
2: Yeah, and I, I guess part of the challenge too when you head into round one is, and and I guess during the early stages of the competition is you don't know. You, you don't know where you are as a team. I guess are we a good team? Are we a bad team? Can we win this thing? You know, so I guess yeah. You know, you know, let, let's jump straight into that round one uh, game against the North uh, Queensland Gold Stars because you know we've you know for for our listeners that haven't gone back and listened to that episode, highly recommend going back because they are a very interesting club. But I, I guess what I would say about them is so much talent. Uh, there, there is so much talent in their football team. So, yeah, talk us through that round one, preparing for that game, and yes, uh, I guess going into that game as a bit of an unknown. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so the Gold Stars, they were actually a bit of a different team. So they didn't get to train um, like the rest of us. They didn't get to train two to three times a week because their girls were from all over North Queensland. They would basically just come together for captain's run the night before the game. So to go out there and um, go from strength to strength in their season, I think that's a massive credit to the talent um, that they have and they really all pulled it together. So, um, yeah, I guess it's really exciting to see what they're going to hold in the future as well um I particularly picked that game as a highlight um that was our first trip away um anyone who's played sport and goes for trips away knows how much of a fun time that is um we actually had uh five or six girls get food poisoning from our lunch before the game so we had some girls vomiting in the warm-ups and rushing to the toilet before the game a couple were vomiting on the field um so it wasn't the ideal situation but Um, It was a really good experience for us all. Um, We celebrated after our win. Um, I think we were very lucky to verse them in the first round because they just kept going from strength to strength, as I mentioned before. So we are lucky to get that win first up. Um, Went away, had a really great night. That just bonded us, I think, and really set um, a standard for the rest of the season for us.
1: Yeah, Tash, like you're quite right. Anybody that's played a team sport, your first, your first game and you're travelling up to Cairns and, yeah, you're bonding. I'm sorry about the uh, vomiting and the food poisoning, but you know, 18-14, uh, Tash, and I'm not going to let you get away with, with talking about round one without mentioning that you actually, there's only four points in the game, right, um, and there's a very well-known player, um, Meg Ward, And, yeah, she actually scored a try there. But full credit to actually who was the person that passed her the ball that put her over? Can you remember that? I'm not too sure. Yeah, it was you. (laughs) It was was a great ball. And actually she scored in the next round as well. And uh, I believe you put her over that time as well. But, anyway, I just didn't want to let that go without um, there's only four points in it. You set up Meg for a try. And if that wasn't enough... Uh, who scored the winning try, Tash? Uh, without trying to toot my own horn, um, I did. <laughs> That's all right. I'm shooting it. So it, yeah. fabulous, fabulous start to the season for you. Um, just a little tiny bit on on your background. You, you've got a rugby background. You played Queensland Reds?
3: Yes, I did. I um Played a full season with them the year before I came to league and the year before that I unfortunately didn't get to play because I did my first ACL. Um, But, yes, I come from a couple of years with the Reds as well.
1: Well, I've got to be really grateful to whoever it was that saw you as a talent or whoever talked you into or recruited because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And um, you've obviously repaid her by putting, putting her over for a few tries, but uh, we're so glad to have you as part of our great game. Thank you so much. We've really
3: loved every second and getting to play with her has been such a special experience. Um, yeah, can't wait to see what the future holds. Excellent.
0: She saw the light. She's seen the light yeah. and just come across <laughs> A lot it. of
3: people say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. What well, are the big differences, though, I like always think union and league, like what's something that you had to adjust to that sort of shocked you a little bit?
3: There's 10,000 rules <laughs> in union, so that's a massive one. Um, and getting back the 10, it's probably a lot more um, fitness, I would say. So a lot more running.
0: And I just want to know what you guys ate that, before that game. What was it, a pre-game meal that went wrong?
3: You yeah, know? it was it was a salmon. Unfortunately,
2: yeah. that did it. Yeah, so don't eat salmon for games. <laughs> yeah, always got to be on the lookout for uh, for dodgy meats heading into such an important clash. But yeah, look, I, I guess, and and this is something that we talk talked a little bit off air about was you know the culture you guys built there, and and I mean you know. I guess you know rugby league's tough at the best of times, but there's always going to be adversity, and you guys got it straight off the gate. So the fact that you guys were able to fight through that and get the win, and you know one of the things, Tash, that we wanted to talk a little bit about is you know something's a little little bit unique about these state competitions is you you can't lose football games. Like if you wanna if you, if you want to win this thing, if you want to go all the way and dominate, you, you you can't afford to be losing games. So how did you guys how did you guys feel about you know and, and we'll step through some of the games, but the pressure was on, wasn't it, you know, to to sort of continually win week after week. You you really couldn't have a week off.
3: No, that's it. Um, You've got to show up and perform every week. Um, I think for us, we loved our team and we loved showing up and playing for each other. Like, as I've mentioned a couple of times, the culture there was so good. So we were always showing up for our teammate. And I think that really um, bonded our season. So I think that's what really got us through. It makes such a difference to want to play for your friends and
1: just work as hard as you can. Yeah, that culture really showed through. Um, Tash, I mean, you went through the, the round games without being defe- uh, defeated at all. You were 7-zip and you actually played in the number 12 in every single one of those games. So, you know, like you talk about, it's important you want to play for your mates, you want to play for your mates, but it's not often that somebody can get through a whole season, you know, not only in the same position but injury-free and um, so your background maybe in a little bit of rugby or was it the fierceness of the um, preseason, season uh, the fitness that you normally have? What, what enabled you, do you think, to um, keep showing up week after week? Um, a little bit of everything,
3: I think. Um, obviously, having my last knee injury um, the season before, um, I think that just made me really realize to put in a little bit of extra effort to do all my rehab and try and come back even stronger than I was. Um, the coaching staff um, there, we were constantly running, just running, running, running. Um, so that really set um, a good foundation for us as well. We were all fit and all strong. And um, yeah, that really helped our season as well.
2: All right, Tash. Well, let's jump through now. And uh, yeah, I feel like we're skipping through it, but we don't have we don't have uh, as much time as we would like. But you know, we, we just do have to highlight the fact that you guys went through undefeated, and that's just it's it's very very difficult. You know, yeah, as as much as um, as much as we can skip past it, you know, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into each and every one of those victories, but. I guess what you know. One of the things we want to talk about is you know getting into the finals um, series, you know, and and in particular, you know, in that last round, um, you actually come up against your you know the Burley Bears uh, in, in in that final round, and then you were to meet them later on in the grand final. Can you talk to us a little bit about the preparations heading into that grand final, knowing that you know you you sort of comprehensively beaten them in that last round, and how how was the group feeling coming into the into the big big game? <coughs>
3: Yeah, so we knew that um, Burley was going to come out a different team. We knew they were going to be hungrier. They were going to be stronger. They wanted to beat us. They wanted that revenge. Um, So we tried not to get too complacent on that. Um, At the end of the day, the better team won. They played a great game, but it was a nail-biting game. So it was down to the last seconds, minutes something like that. Um, so I think we put on a really great show. Fortunately, didn't get the result that we wanted, but um, we did everything we could. So we were really happy with that and bring on next year.
1: Yeah, Tash. Um, I've watched that grand final over and over again. Um, and as Dan said, in round seven, you didn't just beat the Burley Bears. You beat them uh, 24-0. Um, yeah. Like that's quite significant. And it's not like the team was overly depleted which you may hear around the traps like they had the likes of Karina Brown they had uh and Brito um, they had Millie Boyle uh, the, the Chelsea Lenarducey like that's a big name team and to get them 24 blot you must have been confident going into that grand final
3: yeah, we were we were slightly confident, um, but as I said, we tried not to get too um, complacent there. Um, but obviously that was a really great win. Um, we had nothing to lose. We, this was our first season. We just wanted to go out there, do the very best we could, um, which that game we performed really well. Um, they came back really hard in the grand final, obviously. Um, but as I said, it was a great game. So win or lose, what more can you ask for than a nail biting grand final?
2: And Tash, that was going to be my next question because one of the things we do want to highlight is I, I don't think people quite understand the quality of this competition during the regular season. I mean, this is you know the, the the talent that is on show in the BHP competition and and how intense it is over such a shortened period. I mean, you know you you know for listeners, um, you definitely got to get yourself to some games uh, next year because that regular season football is is unbelievable. But Tasha's right, that grand final. I mean, it, it says so much about the women's game because it was one of the highest quality games I, I, I think we've we've seen, and and uh, yeah, obviously the finish the finish certainly comes into that. But yeah, to talk to us about the contest itself being out in the middle because was it as fast and as physical as what it looked from the sidelines?
3: Probably worse. Yeah, it was fast and it was physical, but that's what we love doing. We love getting out there and we love the contact and we love the fight and. We did everything we could that day, but, um, yeah, we just enjoyed it. We just took it for the ride and hopefully next
1: year we'll get one better. Well, Tash, it was such a close game. I mean, you're down 14-8 at halftime. And um, then with only four minutes to go, you guys are still winning. Like uh, four minutes to go, I I think you're you're up twenty eighteen. So just four minutes. But what was the what was the message from Scotty Prince at halftime when, when you're going there fourteen eight down you've got nothing to lose. Give it everything you've got
3: pretty much um, yeah, which we did we everyone was exhausted by the end of the game on both sides, not just from us. everyone gave their heart and soul that game um so yeah.
2: And to, it's,
3: Still a bit of a sore
2: point. <laughs> no, I, I, I bet it is. I bet it is. And, and I guess, you know, it's not necessarily you have to lose one to win one, but, you know, there is something about that first year experience for this playing group. And you just have to wonder, the, I guess, I guess, the next level that this team can get to because, yeah, it, it's, um, you know, yeah you don't necessarily have to lose one to win one, but in saying that that that, that whole experience of that season, that's going to put you guys in a really good position heading into next year.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. I think we'll take those feelings um, into next season as well, and really remember how much that hurts. So I think that'll push us just um, that little bit harder as well.
2: Yeah, that, that'll certainly help as you as you battle through preseason, which uh, which can be particularly challenging. All right, well, let's now jump through to, I mean, this this playing roster, and 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 again, one of the questions is where do we start because it is absolutely stacked full of talent, but. Talk to us a little bit about your outside backs because, you know, obviously something the Valleys did really well is score points. You know, obviously they're pretty well known as being a bit of an offensive uh, powerhouse. But, um, yeah, talk us through some of these players and uh, the, the ability to score points.
3: Yeah, so our outside backs, we had a really great mixture of experience and some new girls as well. Um, we had Hayley Maddock and Sinead um out the back as fullbacks. Um, they created a lot of opportunities for us, so um, that really helped in our attacking sense. Um, we had some really strong wingers um, in Emma and Taylor Mapasua. Um, Tay had played or been a part of the Broncos um, before, so she brought a lot of experience there, and Emma came from a sevens background. Um, so she was in space. Give us some space and she'll score a try. Um, and then obviously we had Meg and Tony as our centres. Um, Tony was new to the game, but she was just tough as bricks and just really held her own. Um, so we had a really great um, outside back line up there.
1: Yeah, Tash, I, I can't let you go past talking about outside your outside backs without talking about Emma Sykes. Like I watched her like, from game one she was such an exciting player. She's got a bit of footwork, she's got great pace and she's a great finisher. So was this her debut year? Fill me in a little bit about Emma. Yeah,
3: this was her first season. So she just came over from um, sevens. So I think, yeah, having that footwork um, and that pace and everything on her um, really brought a great element to our team um, was really beneficial and can't wait to see what she's going to do next season. Just after a little bit more experience and growing from the girls around her. So, yeah.
2: yeah. And and you touched on uh, you touched on your fullbacks there in Shanae Haley, but. It really is so important in the modern game, isn't it? Having that fullback at the back. Tell us a little bit about their playing style. Um, obviously, you know, your fullback's got to be quite vocal. Is that their style? Were they yelling and screaming at you guys, obviously managing some of the defence? Or, yeah, what, um, what's what's their style when, when they're out there? Because, um, yeah, obviously fullback's such a critical position.
3: Pullbacks are always pretty vocal, aren't they? Always yelling and screaming at their team, but that's exactly what you need. You need a director from the back. Um, they can obviously see a lot more from the back than sometimes what you can up in your front line. Um, so that was really beneficial to have them there. Haley's a touchy, so um, she can create space just from a look. So she was really beneficial to have in the team as well. Um Sinead that was I think one of her first times playing as um, a fullback she um, usually does um, winger but she did such a great job there she learned from the girls around her as well and if she continues to play that position um, I think she'll really thrive there.
2: Yeah, now you talk about organising, yelling, screaming, getting getting people organised. Well, let's move uh, through now to the generals of the team, and that is your halves. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about this duo, because, you know, one of the things that works quite well in teams is when you've got different playing styles and they kind of complement each other, and that. that appears to be, you know, something that Grace and Ali were able to bring to the team. But, yeah, talk us through uh, both of your halves, and, um, yeah, an incredible season for both of these players.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Like, we're very lucky to have um, Ali. Obviously, she's such an experienced player. The way she directs our team on and off the field um, is just second to none. So that's a really good, um, strong position to have. Gracie, this was her first season. um, No, not her first season. But, sorry, this was Gracie's first season maybe off Ali. Um, But she just bought... um, just complimented Ali so much. She was really good directive on the right-hand side. I loved playing next to her um, and I think she's going to really be a powerhouse to watch coming up seasons.
1: Yeah, just on Grace, I mean, like, if you're playing 5-8 to Ali Brigginshaw's halfback, it's easy to go under the radar, but watching Grace, she wasn't – she wasn't overshadowed, and I think that's full credit to Ali Brigginshaw as well to let um, Grace have her space. A lot of tries were scored on the right-hand side for the Valleys diehard off some great passes off, um, from Grace. So she's certainly a player that's caught my eye and definitely a player I, I really look forward to watching in the future.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and Tash, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about yeah, obviously your halfback, Ali, you know, one of the – yeah, well, one of the most uh, well famous rugby league players uh, in the game at the moment, given all that she's achieved. But you know, there are just certain players in the locker room that you look across; they're in your team, and they just give you that sense of confidence before you even hit the field. Talk to us a little bit about uh, about the work that Ali does, um, you know, away from the field, you know, during the week as you guys sort of prep for these games, because you know, obviously that 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 you know will will definitely help with confidence.
3: Yeah, Ali's just such a cool, calm and collected character. Like she knows exactly what to say, when to say it. She knows how to pump the team up when we need it. Um, It's just I've never played with anyone like that throughout any of my sporting experiences. So to have that level um, of authenticity and just experience, it's just it really creates a good foundation for the team as well. Everyone looks up to her. um, So Yeah, it's really great to have her there and be able to look up to her as well.
2: And then obviously practice what you preach on the field because, um, yeah, her game, you know, technically so sound. I think it's very interesting watching her play and you can just see the defence week in, week out, try and work out different ways in terms of trying to adjust and it just doesn't work because Ali's just got so many ways in which she can adjust her game if you stay off her. Then she can cut you to pieces with her passing game. It's just it's great to watch in terms of uh, in terms of her brilliance on a football field. But this all wouldn't be possible. Uh, you talk about the outside backs. You talk about the halves. Certainly not possible without your forward pack in terms of getting you guys forward. And again, uh, just to just to go back over the point, especially in this competition, Tash in the BHP competition because it is it is so physical. Some of the forward packs in in this competition is unbelievable. Talk us through this group because, um, you know, th- this is ultimately what helped you get to the grand final.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our engine room, we had some great players. We had Loretta, um, Bree Clark, we had Vinny, Jamie Lee Lewis. Um, they're just a few of the names. But I think the forward packs are really um, changing in these games. You really need to be a fitter um a fitter forward. Um, you need to be able to move. You need to be able to go left and right and use your um, use your feet. So that's exactly what they did. Each week they showed up. They did exactly what we needed them to, um, and that really put us on the front foot for each game.
2: Yeah, and I, I guess you know when you think about when you think about your middles, we've also got to highlight um, some of your dummy halves because uh, again, and we've spoken on this in a few episodes. In terms of the complexity of the position, you talk about fullback dummy half it's it's just becoming almost an impossible position to play because you get through so much work in the in the middle you're not you don't quite have the size obviously is a lot of the forwards that are running at you and then not to mention you've you've kind of got to help organize the attack so talk us through um some of your dummy halves because again another crucial role within this team
3: yeah so we had um destiny brill and patrice chambers Um, Destiny Brill is just going to be an absolute gun Um, so just watch this space for her she's got such a great foundation she's actually a union girl um, as well who's come over and just absolutely killed it Um, Patrice Chambers um, Scott Prince actually picked her up she was playing a um, lower level previously and he just saw some potential in her and wanted to give her um, an opportunity at the higher level, um, and she just took it with both hands and she's run with it, and she had a great season as well. So it's really exciting to see what she's going to do um, in
1: the upcoming seasons as well. Yeah, Tash, speaking of uh, Destiny Brill, um, what an outstanding Origin debut uh, that she had earlier this year, and scoring that try. Now, she came on, I noticed, in, in about round four, Am I correct? She wasn't there for rounds one to three. So, what was what was behind that? Uh, she was playing. I think she was in the under nineteens um,
3: competition, so that's what took her out in the first couple um, of rounds. So, as soon as that was done, she came and joined us um, and just made such a mark. As soon as she stepped on the field, she's so aggressive, um, but knows when to be aggressive, and she's got great ball skills. So, she was such a um, beneficial person to have on the field with us.
2: And Tash, off the back of that, that was going to be my next question. What about the next generation coming through? I mean, I mean, you know, this is something that's been discussed at length in terms of the importance of the pathway systems, in terms of you know the the, the game, you know, getting to where it needs to needs to be. But you know, one of the common threads as we talk through and, and we interview all of the teams is just how some of these younger players they're just coming through with with um, bigger and better skills. Um, talk us through your experience, what you're seeing up there in Queensland, particularly with your club. Uh, this next generation coming through there. They're pretty special.
3: Yeah, they're really putting a strong emphasis on building those girls. Um, and I guess what you see is what you can grow to. So to have the women's exposure, it's really great for those younger girls coming through. So it gives them something to look up and aspire to. Um I know there's some great talent coming through in the under-19s. They had a comp um, on at Redcliffe, which is just down the road from us a little while ago, and we went down and watched, and any of those girls could play in the women's competition and easily just slot right in. So it's really great to see um, the fitness and the strength coming through on them. I think they're just starting their building blocks a whole lot earlier, um, which is going to transition. And once they hit the women's game, they're just going to blow everyone away. And that's been the big thing for me. Like, obviously, a lot of
0: players, you hear them say, oh, what did you do when you hit 12 years of age? And most of them just stopped playing, whereas you, you miss, we've missed the whole generation of girls coming through um, who are now, I feel like, playing a little bit of catch up. You know, you just so just missed out as a teenager. So now she's picking up, you know, the game again at, at 21 and trying to, I guess, find that. You know, you think about the men and, and they're 16, 17, 18. That's when they're at their best, when they're developing, and the women have just missed that. So it's good to see that the, these pathways are back in place. And, yeah, I was at that 19s National Championships. So it was unbelievable just what was happening there. But, um, Tash, just on just on origin, we mentioned it with Destiny, but I wanted to know what, what happened with yourself because I know you're in you're on that bench and I thought you were going to get a game. Um, well, what, what was going on there with the with the injuries to Talisha and, and Rona?
3: Yeah, so um, it was a really exciting time um, for me. Being my first season, I was so excited to be a part of um, the camp um, and being with all the girls. I learned so much there. Um, obviously, we had a few um, injuries with Talisha um, and with Rona, um, so I was kind of a little bit of a backup for them. Um, so unfortunately, didn't make the field at the end of the day, but yeah, um, That was all a learning curve and experience for me. I took so much away from that camp. Um, The girls did the job on the day, so that's great for them. And um, I think the best team was picked at the end of the day, so that just makes me a little bit more hungrier um, for the next season and, fingers crossed, I might get to throw on that jersey next year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we just – everyone's grinning because there's just so much excitement for next year can it just hurry up and be here and it will it'll it'll happen very very quickly or very very excited uh, about next year's uh, calendar of football so much footy to get through all right guys well uh, I, I guess let's let's do our predictions now for season 2022 for the valley diehard so uh tash take it away what is your prediction for this team uh, headed into next year
1: yeah, look, the Valley diehards, I love the way the way they're shaping up. Um, I think, as Tash said, the culture is so very, very important. Um, they beat the Burley Bears 24-zip in round seven, took them by surprise. They won't be able to fly under the radar at all because there were seven wins in a row. But, um, yeah, I think they can they can take it away next year. They'll certainly finish either first or second. Um, but I see them, you know, holding up the trophy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tash, you know, I'd hate to disagree, but certainly can't in this instance. I I think we're looking at the premiers here. I just think there's there's something about losing that grand final and uh, how much motivation that adds. We saw that with the Panthers this year in the NRL and uh, yeah, I just look at this squad and I just, uh, I, I think, you know, in, in terms of where this team can get to in terms of the improvements, going to be very, very hard to beat and very, very motivated. Uh, Alicia, what about yourself? Very talented team. What's your predictions uh, headed into next year?
0: I think any team with Ali Brickenshaw in it, you know, yeah. is, is a chance. It doesn't matter where they are on the ladder the year before. Um, yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see, but definitely top two. Um, and I feel like we need to stick with this because we're going to talk to other clubs, obviously, down the track. So I've got to remember what I've picked. But, yeah, I'll go top two again. Hopefully, for Tasha's sake, one more better than this year.
2: Yeah, that's Thanks, right. Guys. That's right, Alicia. I think I think I put quite a few teams in the top four, so I have to work on my mathematics. <laughs> but feeling good about this one. And Tash, obviously, you guys are looking to respond next year. Um, I, I guess really just the last point on that is, yeah, plenty of motivation heading into the preseason. And uh, yeah, you've got a you've got a great coaching staff, great great playing group, and um, yeah, looking forward to getting back into it next year.
3: Yeah, we're so excited. Um, we've always kept in touch since our last um, last grand final. Um, we're always sending each other messages of motivation and everyone's seeing what they're up to in training um, and all that jazz. So we're all so excited to get back together as a team. Um, we all keep saying, I just wish the season would hurry up. We don't know what to do with ourselves when we don't have a Friday night training or whatever, and we just wonder what all the girls are doing. So we've had a few catch-ups in the meantime um, just for a bit of bonding and all the good stuff, but um yeah, we're super excited for next season.
2: All right, guys. Well, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And hey, We're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. We'll so okay,
1: scared,
2: oh, my boss is singing Closing Time. Maybe
1: that's what you're saying.
2: Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, our question is who is the best Five eight in the game right now, uh, Alicia. I'm going to throw this one to you again. Plenty of options. Uh, <laughs> it's a difficult one, but uh, who's your number six?
0: I know this was tough. Um, I was considering some of the Kiwi girls as well because I always feel like we leave them out a little bit. Um, I've gone with Taryn Aiken, which might not uh, be a surprise to many, but I just think she's you know hit the ground running in her career so far and I feel like she's still got a lot to give. Um, I'd love to see her sort of get, get the ball in her hands a lot more than she probably does but when you're alongside Ali Brigginshaw I guess it's it's pretty crazy but I just think she's got so much talent to offer and um, you know her combination with Tamika Upton um, has made her pretty formidable so yeah if I had to pick a Jillaroos team tomorrow she'd be my number six.
2: Yeah it's hard to argue, it's definitely hard to argue so much, so much talent. Uh, Tasha what about yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm going to argue with Leash, actually. Um,
2: <laughs> I'm, going to argue...
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with Corbs, with Corbin Baxter. I've watched her play over a number of years. She's played in the centre. She's played a lot um, at fullback. And at fullback, you get to see how to organise the defence. You get to see a different perspective on the game. To make that transition, as Corbs has, really successfully um, into that number six role, and she's... She's a, she's a girl of strength, of pace. She's starting to run the ball a lot more. She's developing a kicking game. She's been working as um, one of the, the assistant sprint coaches with the NRL Roosters. I find that people in the halves, players in the halves, get better as they get older and they get more knowledge about their game, and Corbs is that sort of player. So, yeah, Alicia, Corbin Baxter for me.
2: Yeah, and look for myself, I feel like I'm agreeing with uh, Tasha too much tonight, which I don't like, but uh, no, look, I've got to go Corbin as well. And I I think, Tasha, exactly for all the reasons you just spoke about, but just her physicality and her ability to run the ball, I I just think that brings so much much to her game because uh, if she continues that going into next season... Um, yeah great things great things are ahead for her and um, it just brings all all the other components to her game but um, definitely she continues to run that ball and her physicality it just um, yeah it's unbelievably impressive Uh, Tash what about yourself Uh, the number number six in the game right now um, yeah talk to us
3: I'm going to back my diehards girl, Gracie Griffin. Um, I think she's got so much potential coming up. Um, She's really complimented Ali this season, um, but I'm really excited to see what she's got going forward. She's got some great ball skills. She's got quick feet. Um, She's got a touchy background, so she plays really good eyes up footy. Um, Yeah, I'm
1: super excited for her. She'll be one to watch. Hey, Tash, I agree. I, I've been watching Grace and anybody that can play beside um, Ali Brigginshaw and still shine through um, says speaks volumes about their play. And, I, and I'm sure she's absorbing a lot of knowledge from Ali, but she's still running the ball a lot, a lot herself. She's set up a lot of tries. I think um, really looking forward to how her game progresses in the next couple of years. So am I.
2: All right, guys, well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank our amazing guests uh, coming in and talking all things Rugby League. Tash, thank you so much. Uh, it, was, it was an incredible season, uh, you know, from, from the Valley diehards. And, you know, you guys are part of the, the blueprint of Rugby League up there in Queensland. Uh, and, yeah, just really looking forward to, to all, all the things that come from that club uh, heading into next year
3: thank you so much for having me it's been really great to talk to you guys and hopefully i'll catch us again one time
2: No, absolutely absolutely and to Alicia and tasha thank you again for for jumping in and talking all things rugby league really appreciate it and to our listeners we hope you enjoyed uh today's episode if you did please uh download 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 uh share the episode with family and friends and find us on social media we're available on all platforms and until next week we'll see you then